The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. And welcome everybody to Monday Morning on Positive Talk Radio. I am so glad you're here because we've got a very special guest that uh, I'll be introducing in just a moment. Um, she's been on my show before and it's taken a long time and some serious negotiating from some serious people to get her to come back. <laughs> but she, she's back, and uh, we're going to be talking to her in just a moment. But, Benny, first of all, i got to say hello to you. How are you, sir? Hi there. Doing well. You don't have to negotiate anything to get me on here. So. I know. You are a, <laughs> No, I, I can't I sleep say what here. I gonna, yeah, you do. <laughs> so I can't go far. <laughs> <laughs> you you get the, you get to work at four o'clock in the morning, which is the middle of the night. By the I way, do, I, that, I do. I don't know that you know that uh, for some, but I'm used to it now. It's all good. Been doing it for twenty years, so exactly. Yeah. And by the way, I have an announcement to make that I wanted to make real quick. Ooh, and, uh, ooh, does that mean? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Well, you know, I've been doing. Uh, I started KKNW back in 2003. One of the things that I always loved about doing KKNW was I got to do it two hours a day, five days a week. I allowed me to get into touch with a lot of people, to get really in-depth with the issues, and to really make, make a, a difference with a lot of folks rather than a, a, a spot here and a spot there. Yeah, and, and, and man, so, you were like one of the first driving forces for us here at the station and our whole image. So we still want to say thank you, and you're still here, basically. So that's a good thing. Yes. Well, I left for a long time and came back, but I'm, I'm, I'm here to stay. No one needs to know about that part. <laughs> And I'm here to stay, and I, and, and I will tell you that uh, um, one of the guests I had on recently, Sandy, mm -hmm. uh, said, I remember that show from 2003, and she talked to a friend who said, that was my favorite show. Yeah, see? And, yeah, Aww. so, you know, but, but in any event, because of that, I've decided that I'm going to go back to two hours a day, five days a week at the minimum. Right now, it's more than that. But that'll be on uh, YouTube, and it's going to be a live presentation, and we'll have live, actual, real live guests on there. And uh, it's going to be two hours a day, Monday through Friday, from 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific to 4 p.m. Pacific, cool. which is 5 to 7. Congratulations. Ah, thank you very much. Uh, my applause is louder than your applause. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. we competing. <laughs> <laughs> And, and so um, I'll be doing that starting today. Uh, so I have shows that from noon uh, on all the way till 4. So you can tune in to Positive Talk Radio, uh, the YouTube channel, KM Media Pro, the YouTube channel, My Independence Report, the YouTube channel, and a couple of Facebook channels. So I hope that you'll take advantage of that. We'll be t I am able to take calls on the Internet. 
So if you want to call in and talk to one of the guests, if you've got a question, and I'm going to invite you right now to call in to talk to the guest that we have here today. Um, her, her name is Allison Roberts, and um, I would implore you, if you're near a computer, to go to allisonroberts.com, which is her website, so that you can follow along and with with her, you can learn all about her programs and what she does. And the first thing that I want to mention or bring to your attention is that's her right there. She's over there. I can even see her because uh, we're we're doing Zoom live, but you can't because it's audio anyway. Uh, but Allison, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm so <laughs> glad to see you. It's so nice. It's so awesome to see you again because you know we we spent a lot of time and we talked about all of you where you came from and napoleon hill and all all the all the things that you endured when you were a child we're not going to go through that today because we've done that a couple of times (laughs) (laughs) today i want to get into more in-depth topics about what the what the work that you do what you see out there with humanity you know i i just have to i have to say yesterday uh because I, i decided to stay home and I was watching YouTube and I was watching some shorts and I was, there is a lot of crappy stuff going on right now. There's a lot of negative stuff. There is, for sure. Absolutely. It was almost like I felt like I needed to go take a shower after watching YouTube. Um, it, It just, so it wasn't, it wasn't cool at all. And I know that, that you are working to, as a matter of fact, for the second year in a row, you've been named one of the top hundred coaches in the world, which is quite a uh, quite a, a an honor. Um, but it just speaks to the work that you do. So, congratulations for that. Thank you, thank you. I um, I was really shocked in 2020 when I got the designation um, from Feedspot, but I was floored when I got it in 2021. So. Um, you know, to have that designation two years in a row, it does really speak to just my passion. And, you know, I'm one of the rare coaches, Kevin, that I have a really big program. Um, I do a lot of things in that program. But most coaches now, they try to scale their business where they don't have any one-on-one time with their clients, uh, unless that client is willing, uh, you know, to pay a lot of money. Um, And I just don't believe in that. I believe that, you know, because the, the, the real outcomes happen when people have accountability and when they can get in front of me on a one-on-one basis and, and spend the time talking about what's really going on. So I think that's one of the reasons why the designation um, was given to me is because I do just pour my heart and soul into my work. I really do. Is it hard going home after doing this all day and then leading a normal life? Do you, are you able to shut it down? Cause I know there's a lot of, when you're talking with people that are in pain and a lot of people wanting to make change and stuff that it can be difficult. Do you, are you able to, to lead a normal life or does it affect you overall? I mean, for the most part, you know, I, I can, close the door um, and leave it behind. I mean, sometimes there'll be situations where, you know, someone's lost a child or, um, you know, someone's spouse just died and those, you know, can't shut those down. But that's because I'm, you know, I love my clients. They're not just, they're not numbers to me. They're not just people that are, are paying me there. We have a personal relationship. And so 
you know, when, when there's tragedy going on, I definitely um, am very connected to what's happening. But on the day-to-day, I can just close the door, yeah. Oh, that's I mean, good. I have to. you got to have that boundary. I've got to refuel and, you know, be ready for the next day. Absolutely. And it's, 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 it's important. It's vital that you do that because it'll, it'll carry over. And by the end of the week, you'll be really, really tired. By the way, if you want to talk to Allison, if you've got a question for her, now let me, let me preface this by saying this. Um, on her website, you can go there, which is allisonroberts.com. And by the way, that's Allison, A-L-L-Y-S-O-N, roberts.com. And you thank my dad for that. Yeah, exactly. And he was in Georgia. Um, and she writes, have you ever woken up and asked, how am I here again? I've done that really recently, as a matter of yeah. fact. <laughs> again, uh, Allison Roberts wants to open your eyes to the magic that's hiding within you. When you tap into that power, shame and guilt lose their grip on your life. What you'll gain from your work with Allison and her programs is best described as new outcomes. These are derived from a very direct cognitive behavioral system along with steps to connect more deeply with your soul. I love that, by the way. The combination of science and spirituality is the winning combination for lasting and effective change. Along with this, you'll receive group support, one-on-one support. Do I have to have an accountability partner? (laughs) Yeah. It really, do, it really does help to have accountability. It but, really but does. If I have an accountability partner, that means I have to do what I said I was going to do, and that's so hard. <laughs> yeah, that's the reptilian brain's language. That's too hard. I don't know how. I can't. Exactly. And, and yeah. uh, so, so the, the program, and the whole point that I was trying to make there was that your program is comprehensive, it is real, and it is, it is tailored for each individual, right? It is. And, you know, I was thinking um, today about, you know, whenever I meet with you, Kevin, or anyone in these types of interviews, I always want people to walk away with like a key thing that they, that they can be just like, wow, I didn't know that, or I knew it, but now I'm going to look at it a different way. So can I just coach for a second? Yeah. I think this is really important. So yesterday I was on the phone with, with one of my friends. Um, and I don't coach my friends. I don't. But, she, but she's really struggling with something right now. And she was just like, can I please just have like a tiny little bit of your, your coaching, Allison, your life-changing wisdom, please. And this is what I said to her. The most influential relationship that any person has on this planet is the one with their mother. And what happens in that relationship is that as we become adults, we have to put the relationship of mother into perspective. And most people either don't want to, um, they don't know how, or they're so angry and so hurt that putting it into perspective feels like really very foreign. But our mother is the very first human that we seek our approval from, um, that we seek love, attention, affection, um, you know, acceptance, all of those things. So if we grow up with a challenging relationship with a mother, it can really mess up our self-esteem, our self-worth. 
we become very codependent, we can become addicted. Um, and once we heal that relationship, now I'm not saying have a, a, a happy, you know, thriving relationship with your mom if she was, you know, sadistic or narcissistic or abusive or even dismissive. What I'm saying is that a healthy relationship with our mother is one where we reclaim our power and we step back into our own individuality so that we no longer need the stuff that we originally needed from her because that is what is wrong <laughs> with, I would say probably, um, scientists will probably kill me right now, but I'm, I'm gonna say like probably 70% of the population of the world is, is that they are still seeking approval, validation and acceptance from the outside. Because what happens is if you don't get it from your mom, then you start seeking it either from the opposite sex or the same sex, if that's your thing or whatever. So it's, um, it's really, really crucial for people to get and understand that, that that healing has got to take place, Kevin. Now, and you don't know this because we haven't talked uh, in a little while, but uh, my mom passed away last, last July. I'm so sorry. Well, you know, she was 90 and uh, she lived a, the life that she wanted to live. And uh, so, you know, it's one of those things that it's, it was complete for her. Yeah. But at the same time at 64, there's a, still a little voice that's in the back of my head that sounds suspiciously like my mother's. And, yeah, yeah. and I can't, I can't uh, go to her and try and rectify it. And we were so, so disconnected uh, Allison, that we never, we never saw eye to eye on hardly anything. And I think that's, there's a lot of, and, and it wasn't a particularly loving, uh, kind, affectionate right. relationship. I can't remember the last time I actually hugged her and meant it. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And, and the thing about it is, is that that's how, I mean, what I'm, it's okay for you to have that experience with your mom. You can still heal your side of the street in your relationship with your mother no because that healing has nothing to do with our mom it's it's our it's for us it's our healing you know and uh, now let me ask you do fathers and daughters that relationship have the same dynamic or can it have the same dynamic it can um there's definitely like father wounds, but the way that we, the way that the, the, the physiology of man is that men are hunters and women are gatherers. So <clears throat> somewhere inside of us, it's okay that dad goes off to work. It's okay that dad gets on a plane and travels six months out of the year and misses soccer, birthday, whatever, because we are trained and it's in our DNA that men go out and they hunt and they may not be home. And so there's a whole different dynamic. And yes, we have to heal that relationship also. But the mother is supposed to 
always be there no matter what. And the more that people can start to understand the physiology, sorry, the physiology of man, uh, of human, right? Then the more it's like, oh, that's why I'm, I'm so much more forgiving of my dad. For, and I'm not talking about abuse here. I'm just talking about like the day-to-day. Abuse is a whole nother enchilada. Well, you know, you're right, because my, my father was an executive for a um, rather large retailer. And so he worked six days a week. Most of, most of my childhood, he was never there. Uh, yeah. And on Sunday when he was there, it was football time and nap in the afternoon and yep. maybe mowing the lawn. And then, then he was gone for the rest of the week. And, yeah. and when I was a kid, it was like when he was on vacation, it was like, don't you have some place to go? Anyway, but uh, mother, you're right. His mother is supposed to be there. But it, for, for my family, was for my mom, it was a generational thing because her father was a German, a staunch German who did not show any emotion. So, okay. And so my mom grew up without a loving, and her mom ended up in a uh, uh, psychiatric ward where she had a uh, brain aneurysm and died. Wow. Um, and so my mom never had that nurturing and, and her, my, her, her father was very uh, demanding and dictatorial to the, his wife, my mother's mom. And that, which led her down that road to psychiatric, psychiatric, not wellness. So my mom never, never experienced love. I, and either from them or from my father or, or, and so it was hard for her to understand. So you, you know where I'm going with this is it, it, it created a dynamic that was very difficult for everybody. Yeah. And, and, and here's what I find is really interesting. So, so we could take your mom's story, right? And most people are like, well, she couldn't help it because of this, this, and this. And that may be true. However, everybody has a choice to make regardless of their situation. And so there comes a time when we have to admit to ourselves that, you know, your mother chose not to get well, Kevin, and that hurts. Like that, that's a, like it's painful to process that. But here's the thing, like, just going there and saying, wow, my mom chose to not heal her pain so that she could be a more loving parent to me. That hurts. Um, I'm going to choose to forgive her because I want to be that free. I'm going to choose to forgive myself for, you know, for whatever I contributed to, to that relationship. But then also like, there's, that's, that's the adult version of healing, right? But then there's that little Kevin that's in there, you know, and he still wants mom. Of course. Yeah. So what I teach people how to do is, you know, become your inner child's best friend, voice, advocate, reassurance, safe place to land, all of those things. Um, because, you know, whether people like to, you know, admit it or not, we have inner, we have several different inner children 
that live inside of us and all of them are running our show until we do the necessary healing. That's why that, that question, how in the hell did I end up here again? Like, how did this happen? What is happening right now? It's because your adult self can do all the work. Your adult self can go to all the retreats. Your adult, your, your adult self can show up for therapy. Your adult self can read all the books, go to school, do all the things. But if you're not healing like that, 16-year-old Kevin, you know, in his, you know, badass car, smoking his cigarettes with his, you know, with his whiskey and his women. I'm not saying that's Kevin, guys. I'm just, this is an, a hypothetical, guys. So but. when were you in my car? That's what I <laughs> <laughs> at 16 i got stories boy have i got stories but i'm not <laughs> i don't need to share them with you but anyway keep going I, I love what you're saying yeah because your brain has decided that that dysfunction is your comfort zone and so you will always go back we have default settings just like a computer that you know, our default setting is our comfort zone. And even if that comfort is pain, it's, that's, that is where your brain will always lead you back to what it believes is comfortable. And so in my work, I teach people how to build a new comfort zone. It is possible. It's not easy, but it's possible. As you as you were saying that, I will, by the by the way, first of all, we're talking with Allison Roberts, and and she's one of the best coaches I've ever met. And uh, if you would like to contact or talk to her, uh, Benny is all primed and ready to take your calls at four two five three seven three five five two seven or eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. If you're in pain, if you're hurting, if you if you need somebody to talk to. Um, who has real insight that would that would be awesome so 425-373-5527 and allison what when you were saying about the the little kevin uh in in that that is hanging around in there somewhere i, I felt that i felt like the the five-year-old me that was not that, that was not being accepted. The, the, the feelings were coming up of yeah. what the five-year-old me felt. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Cause you know, as an adult, we tend to put those things away and we set them to you the do. side, but they, they don't stay there. Do they? They don't. And the thing about it is, is that, I mean, this, this just, what I'm getting ready to say blows people mind, blows people's minds, but it's true. So we have, if you have a healthy functioning brain, like you don't have dementia or, or brain trauma or anything, we speak, we think between 60,000 and 85,000 thoughts a day. Wow. Yes. And we're only aware of about 2% of those thoughts. So everything is subconscious. I mean, most of what we're doing is subconscious and people are like, yeah, sure, Allison, whatever. But we have evidence to that. So how many of you have ever gotten in your car and the car just seems to kind of drive itself? You're not in that car. You're, you're back. A song comes on and then all of a sudden, man, you are back in 11th grade and 
Bobby has broken up with you and you're the only person in school that's not going to the prom and you're crying in your car and you're, you're like, you're not even there. And then all of a sudden you're back on the expressway because the song ends and you're like, wow. So, you know, you wake up in the morning. I bet most of you have had, I bet most of you sleep on the same side of the bed every night and you don't even know why. The, you have the same morning routine. You get up, you go in the bathroom, you go to the bathroom, you brush your teeth, you get in the shower, you wash your hair the same way, you brush your teeth the same way. That is all subconscious. So we deal with our pain the same way. If we've never cried, then we will always never cry, but you desperately need to cry. If you've always cried, but you've never pulled it together, then you desperately need to pull it together because you can't do the same thing over and over again, but we expect a different result. I mean, we know this because Albert Einstein was the person who was bold enough to say that, that we're all crazy, but it's true. So that, that is just amazing that, that we are dictated by what happened to us. And sometimes in my, in my world, I, w- I, I took around with me a sentence that a six-year-old child said to me when I was six years old that I took as gospel yes. uh, for like 20 years. It's like, now, wait a minute. He's, he was six. What the hell did he know? And, yeah, but and you I, drank the poison. Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. And without yeah. even realizing it, it just it's just kept manifesting itself in different ways. And I never got into and that's what you help people do, isn't it? When they manifest stuff that they shouldn't be doing, you help them get back into why they're manifesting that. Yeah, getting to the core of the issue rather than skirting around the well, you know, you really shouldn't be drinking as much as you are. Or you shouldn't be smoking or you, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's called bypassing and it's dangerous. You know, um, it's super dangerous because if we try to woo-woo our way out of something or, you know, affirmation ourselves out of something or, you know, fake it till we make it kind of thing, um, it, it can be a dangerous proposition because what happens is, is that you're never getting to the core of why. And the why is what makes us powerful because once you understand why, you can rule the world you know, um, your world anyway. So I have to share this with you. I actually thought about you the other day. So a woman asked me to, to get on a panel at the very last minute because the person that was supposed to be on the panel had COVID. So she called me and she was like, you know, I know that, I know that you don't normally do this often, but if you could please, like you were the very first person I thought of. So I was like, well, you know, you're lucky because I had a cancellation. So sure, I'll get on your panel. So we were taking, we were on Zoom and it was a, a live Zoom audience and we, we were taking questions. And so this woman unmuted herself and raised her hand and all the things. So she's like, well, I want to talk to Allison. And she was very obstinate and just angry, you know? And so she said, I want to ask you a question. And I was like, okay. She said, so you're telling me that I can just think my way out of my father raping me and that it's not going to bother me anymore. And I said, well, how often do you think about that every day? 
And she said, I only think about it when I have to. I said, well, why do you have to think about it? And she's like, well, I'm not, so I'm not supposed to think about it. I said, no, that's not what I asked you. I just asked you, why do you think about it? And she was like, I don't know. I can't not think about it. It's too hard not to think about. Well, that's the language of the reptilian brain. The reptilian brain has a language. <clears throat> Three sentences. I don't know. I can't. It's too hard. I mean, and so I just, I very carefully said to her, <laughs> you know, I say this with so much love and compassion, but you are living in your reptilian brain. And as long as we live there, pain is inevitable, constant, constant pain is inevitable. So, you know, I can help you if you don't want to live in pain anymore, but it seems to me that, you know, <clears throat> it's become a pretty comfortable outfit for you. And it's, it's harsh for, it, that sounds really harsh, <clears throat> excuse me, to people who are like, how could you, how could you say that to her? Well, first of all, I can say it to her because um, it was 60 years ago that it happened. You know, and if you take out a calculator and you multiply, you know, 365 times 60, that's a lot of days that she's been living in it's this one. It's almost 20,000 yeah, days. Exactly. That she's been living in this incident that happened. You know, he was drunk. You know, it, it's horrible. It's unconscionable what he did. You know, I mean, and every single day, she is still his victim. Why is it? Is it is it because of our reptilian brain? But why is it that some that a lot of us take the victimhood of something that has happened to us and we wear it like a badge of honor and we never we never get rid of it, we never get past it because we're always either either we're I, I don't know what it is, um, but why do we do that? Well, we're either we're trying to avoid it from happening again, you know. Um, <clears throat> If you've never been, let's just say that, you know, you grew up and every single day you were punched in the face. And so every single day, you know, you're telling yourself, man, when I get out of this house, I'll never be punched again. When I get out of this house, I'll never be punched again. So we get out of the house and then you have two choices. You can either heal that pain so that you're never punched again, emotionally, physically, psychologically, spiritually, because there are punches that are not always physical. Right, right. Right. So you heal that pain where it's like you are never punched again because now you're standing in your power and you have discernment and you have all of the things or every person you meet, you can be like, you just don't understand. I was punched in the face every single day growing up and so please don't do that to me again please and so you're thinking that that's going to work even if you're not you may not show that but if that's inside of you and you're walking around with a big smile on your face but the inside of you is like please don't punch me again please don't punch me again you're going to manifest people who i hope i can say this on air you're going to manifest people who are because 
you're trying to avoid it. So you're going to manifest the very thing that you're trying to avoid because that's where all of your attention is going to. I, 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 I just need to, to, to uh, let you know that there is uh, something called a seven second delay. And <laughs> <laughs> what that and there's also a log <laughs> that that Benny has to keep. So apparently that's one of the. You remember uh, um, who was it? George Carlin, who who said the seven the seven words you can't say on TV. They're the same seven one. dirty words, but we're not going to get into them. No, no. Well, we can't. <laughs> you, you run out of delay time. Um, so and anyway, but um, but we can we can call them a bunch of stuff. But the, anyway, so but but you're right. Um, that that is a um, and I, we do that, and it takes somebody from the outside. It's hard to do it yourself, isn't it? It's impossible. That's, to do that's, it yourself. That would be hard. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. It's impossible because you know you can do some of it yourself, right? I mean, but just think about like when you learned how to drive. You know, most kids, most 13, 14, 15-year-olds, you know, we, we can start the car and we can probably get it out to the road, right? Um, but we don't know what to do if someone is riding our bumper. We don't know what to do if we've never been um, on a seven-lane highway and we're in the far left lane and our exit is in a mile and we've got to cross over seven lanes of traffic to get there. A 14 or 15 year old person who's never driven a car before is not going to know how to do that. Right. Very successfully. And so, yes, you can learn how to, you know, you can learn how to set a boundary from a book. You can learn how to journal from a book. You can learn how to meditate on YouTube. Um, yes. But the thing that you can't do is see your own blind spots. And that's what I do. I'm the blind spot viewer. I can see what you can't see. And we can't heal completely until we see everything. I know. I, I agree with you. And I have got, I, I think, well, you tell me, but I think almost everybody's got a recurring pattern that keeps showing up in their life. Yes. Um, and they, and they keep saying to themselves, you know, I'm going to learn this time. I'm yep. not going to do this again because it hurts to do this again. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to the other people involved. So I'm not going to do it again. And then, like, you have, have you ever woken up and asked, how am I here again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm working with a guy right now, and he, five years ago, woke up one morning and was just like, I am, I'm tired of my debt. Like, I'm done. I'm not going to live in debt anymore. Now, he had woken up three or four other times in the morning saying, <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of my debt. I'm not going to, I'm not going to live in debt anymore. So get this, Kevin, he paid off his house. Not, not a small fee, right? Right. He paid off his house. He paid off both of his cards and all of his credit card debt to the total of about 750 grand. Holy! And he did it in a three and a half year period. Wow. He is now $4 million in debt. 
<laughs> uh, how did that happen? He, somebody somebody got <laughs> got crazy at the store. Well, it's, uh, the majority of it is is business debt, and so he kept justifying and justifying and justifying the debt. Um, but we just hit on like two days ago. It was actually Thursday, this past Thursday. The thing, the thing in his childhood that is making him do this pattern over and over and over again. And it's crazy. The pattern is, uh, he's still working with me, so I don't want to get, I don't want to give away too many details, but basically someone in his life, every single time the family would be in trouble this person would take on two or three jobs and then they would get the family out of debt and then they would quit those jobs and then they would go back to quote unquote normal and then the family would get in massive amounts of debt again and then the person would go out and get two or three other jobs and get the family out of debt and this guy saw the pattern in his family the whole entire time he was growing up and he always told himself, like starting at the age of like 12, 13, when guys start thinking like, man, if I want to have a girlfriend, I better have some cash in my pocket. So, um, you know, but he told himself, but I am never, ever going to do that two, three extra jobs again. And he's never done that. But what he has done is found investors. And so the investors for his company, and you know, I don't know if you guys know about this, but investors are great for a cash problem, but they're not so great when the cash isn't flowing and you owe the money back to them. Like they want, they, they've invested, they want their money back. And so he's in a really precarious situation right now where he's just, he's in a corner. So on Thursday, when we figured this out, he was like, whoa, wow, whoa. So um, I'm, I'm talking to him this coming Thursday, so I'm going to be really, really interested to see like what he has come up with. But here's the thing, and this is the golden nugget of all of this, awareness brings newness. And what I mean by that is, when we become aware of what's really going on with us, our, there is a door inside of our brain, it's called a receptor. And the receptor turns on and we actually get brand new ideas that we've never thought of before. And that is how our life changes. Because when we change our mind, our brain changes. And when our brain changes and we think differently, we act on it, then we become different. And that's how that, all of that works. So it's going to be really interesting to see what inspiration has come to him. That, so it is something that just happened or, or continually over and over again. And it just was just kind of the, the, the way of, of doing business. But, but you, so you can, on a fundamental level, you can change if there's if there's something if you're doing something that is dysfunctional that doesn't work 
and and you get to the point where you realize it doesn't work anymore, but you don't know how to change it, you can help them make that connection in their brain to change it. Is that right? Yeah, it's so fun. That's got to be fascinating. It is so it's fascinating, and it's just it's so fun because I know in my soul that that he is going to get inspired ideas and I I guarantee you and I will check back in with you Kevin but I guarantee you within the year this is going to be solved I guarantee you that 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 is really cool um can I can I since we're since we're on the air and nobody's listening to us um can I can I uh, give you a little of a deal of mine that that I would I would really like to understand yeah. Um, I have, I've been doing this for a while. Um, I started in 2003 and I've been doing it off and on ever since. And I've always been looking for a co-host. I have never found the, the three closest people that I can come up with are Benny and, uh, and, uh, uh, Nathan and Eric as being, as being really professionally done they stay in their lane they know what they're doing they're they're very they're very professional of what they do but they get paid by a radio station to do that which is why they're so good but the, the other folks that i can't everybody that i've tried to bring in that i've tried to to include them into what i'm doing um it has ended up failing and each time i say to myself well you know you're good enough to do this by you you don't need anybody else but I keep on inviting them in. Would I? Would you explain to me why I do that? Um, do you want? Do you want it to know the real, like, raw, down to the core answer? I'm, I'm frightened, but yes. <laughs> you don't believe that you're good enough. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it makes. You, sense. Yeah. You believe that you need someone else. Um, to grow your audience because you can't do it alone. And that's not true. That's a story that somebody told me or that's a story that I've been telling myself for a very long time and none of it's true. Correct. Why do we believe it if none of it's true? (laughs) (laughs) Because your comfort zone is that. The comfort zone is, um, man, if I just had you know, if I could just find the right person, this thing would like really, really take off. Like if I could just find the, the it person and, and you are the it person. And when you, when you can come into that and, and claim that and stand in that, um, then your viewership will blow up. You know, it's interesting. And what's interesting about that, Allison, is you, as you were saying that, uh, producer Benny in the background was nodding his head up and down, going, so, so, like, so did, Benny, does that ring to that must ring true to you? I would say 100%. Yeah. You do. You have a little bit of structure blockage around you trying to succeed. I can hear it. There's days. That's truth, man. You can do it. It's getting past that. You're fighting yourself. I and I'm, I hate to fight myself. We I'm, all do that, though. I do it here too. I know I can push myself further, but then there's like, eh, I'll just knock it out, get it done, move on to the next project. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Same thing. I, 
It's tough to hear, I'm isn't speech- it? I'm a radio host, and I'm speechless. Tough to hear, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it, oh, yeah. Well, it, yeah. It's it's tough to hear, but it's necessary if you're right. going to get past something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Ne- it is necessary, very necessary. And you know, um, if no one is listening to this, I think that um, I don't. I didn't know if you were kidding or not, but I would. I would air this because um, because other people need to hear and and witness our vulnerability. Because, I mean, you see what happened in New York. One woman said, Harvey Weinstein raped me. One woman. And then another woman. And then another woman. And 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 And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, it wasn't just him. It was also him and him and him and him and him. And then they opened up the streets and there were four million women standing downtown New York City, four million women standing in Times Square saying, me too. But the whole thing about that, guys, is that people don't understand. We, we talk about the big things like rape and abuse and all that. That's great. I'm glad that we're bringing awareness to it. But everything that's not working is me too. Everything. Oh, I'm struggling in my self-worth issues. Me too, me too, me too, me too. Oh, I just don't feel like I can do it alone. I don't feel like I'm going to be successful enough. Me too, me too, me too, me too. I mean, everybody, everybody deals with it. Yet everybody wants to come across as perfect, that they have, that they have it together like all the time, that there's, that there's, you know, how are you doing? Everybody always says, I'm fine. When the truth is, you know, like how much time do you have? So I'm, I'm, I love it that you were vulnerable. It's, it's, it's like so important. It's so huge. If I can be, if I can be of help. And by the way, there are people listening. I, did, I, want, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure that we knew that, but, but if I can be vulnerable and help somebody in the audience understand that nobody's perfect and we're all, and I'd say at some level, see, what I would need to do in order to get really honestly through this is to sit down with you and bear my soul over all the things that, and, uh, that happened when my, in my childhood because a lot of that insecurity is my seven-year-old self or my six-year-old self based upon what was said to me and how people react, you know, and how your parents dealt with you and all that kind of stuff. And because until you get to the real bottom of it, and you understand all of it, which, which is what you, the core mission of what you do, which is why, by the way, you're one of the top hundred coaches in the world, and uh, and it's because you can help people. But you can we have to do the work ourselves as well to get to the bottom of it. I love what you said about the gentleman on Thursday that uh, you're you're anxious to see what he comes back with next Thursday because you're not telling him what to do; you're yeah. inspiring him to come up with his own answers. Yeah. And, you know, and I mean, I'll guide him down that path, of course, but, um, but here's the other thing too, is, and I, and I really, I really want this to sink in with everyone. Trauma is personal. And what I mean by that is, you know, you could have a brother and, you know, dad comes in the room and is like, you know, Hey, you stupid heads, you know, get to the kitchen table. 
and and you're like, okay, dad, you know, and it doesn't even phase you where your brother for the rest of his life is walking around, you know, dad called, called us stupid heads. And you're like, well, I mean, he was just being dad. And then your brother's like, no, Kevin, you know, get it. Like, and, and so I say this to say that a lot of times people will compare their trauma to other people and be like, well, you know, I mean, my dad just called me a stupid head. I mean, Kevin's dad, you know, shot him in the foot. So, you know, me being called stupid head is nothing. No, if, if it changed the way that you viewed yourself and the world, that is trauma and it needs to be healed. And you know, what's really interesting about around that is I had, I had uh, two siblings, uh, an older brother and an older sister. My older brother has passed away. He has st- uh, stage four lung cancer. Uh, but my older sister is still here. And if you, but when we would sit at the, at the table, the three of us, and we're talking about our childhood, you would think we were coming from three different families. Yeah. That's what trauma does. Trauma changes the view of the situation. And so um, that's, it's, it's so, it's so interesting because I have um, family members who are in my programs together. And they view the family through completely different lenses. It's like we weren't even living in the same house. Exactly. And that's what trauma does. That trauma does that right there. So my, because my sister has uh, emotional issues with uh, our father. I have it with my mother. My brother has it with both and, and with the siblings or had it with the siblings and stuff. So it was, it was a really odd, but then the older I get and I talk to more people, I find out that every family is dysfunctional in one way or another. Every family is dysfunctional because people are dysfunctional until they're not anymore. Generally and, and speaking. You have, to, you have to decide to make that choice. That you're, yeah. that you're not going to, you're not going to be poor anymore. You're not, you're not going to be self-defeating anymore. Even, even though, you know, you, you, and you, you mentioned it earlier, the, um, the the uh, affirmations you've got you've got your uh, your uh, dream board up and you've got in your affirmation you're affirmating your your butt off trying to you know say I am good enough and I am powerful enough and but until you get to the root of it you can't fix it yeah and I mean listen I have my own vision board I believe in vision boards I do um, <clears throat> and I also actively heal my own trauma every single day so that the vision can come to reality because the pain will always win. It's gonna, the pain will always win out eventually, eventually. And so that's why it's so important. I mean, people are like, some, some people will come up to me at you know events and things like that and be like, you know, I don't understand why you make such a big deal out of this. Like, what's the big deal, Allison? And I'm like, well, do you want a bigger life and better life for yourself? Yes. Well, you have to, then you have to heal what's not working. That's it. Exactly. By the way, we're talking with Allison Roberts. Go to allisonroberts.com. You've also got a couple of classes that I want to, because we've just got a couple of minutes left. And yeah. we've, got, we've got a couple of classes that I want to talk about. Painless Pivots to Power. That's open now. Tell us about it. Painless Pivots to Power is a three-day webinar. Um, it's three hours a day. I'm sorry, it's one hour for three days. Can't talk today. Um, and you can go to 
my website and then click on the link. It is $27. It used to be for free, but I found that people would come and, or they would register and not show up. So $27 actually gets them there. So it's $27. It's amazing um, what you think, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then you have to go through Painless Pivots to Power to get into my unapologetic power program because um, you have to understand the work in order to, to work with me. There's a, there's a process that you have to, to understand and I teach it during Painless Pivots to Power. Oh, that's a, that, that's awesome. So it's a it's a graduating class from um, now. If somebody decides that you know they like what they heard today, they really want to get in contact with you. They go to your website. Um, are they gonna? Are you going to interview them? Or how do, how does working with you happen? <clears throat> yeah, they have to come in through an application process with me. Um, and I know that people don't really lo- love to hear that, but here's the thing: some people just aren't ready. They, they're, they're not ready. And I'm not a licensed therapist. I want to make that crystal clear. Um, so, you know, we, we have a conversation. Um, it's not a sales call. Um, I don't sell. Your, I'm either your person or I'm not your person. But in that interview process, we find out, you know, what is the thing that you're trying to heal? Um, can I help you? Because I can't help every single person. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I can help everybody. That's not true. So I find out if I can help you. And then if I, if I think that I can help you or I know that I can help you, then we talk about the next steps. Awesome. Again, go to allisonroberts.com. That's A-L-L-Y-S-O-N, uh, roberts.com. And Allison, we're going to work more together. It's, it's such a pleasure. You, 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 this hour has gone by so fast again. It has. It's flown by. We need to do like a marathon. I, I agree. You can need to come on and we'll do a couple hours and we'll take calls and all that kind of good stuff. I would so love that. I, I really appreciate you being here. And I just want to make the announcement again. This is uh, the 11th of, uh, of April and uh, Positive Talk Radio is going five days a week, two, at least two hours a day, um, Monday through Friday on um, YouTube, the Positive Talk Radio YouTube channel, My Independence Report YouTube, and KM Media Pro YouTube channels, as well as a couple other Facebooks, and I'll be there every day because I just love this, and I just love talking to people like like Allison and and Benny, who even and why didn't you tell me that Benny earlier? You've, you've never mind. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but it's just, it's, it's awesome. And, and you are terrific. We've got about a minute left. Uh, what would you like to add? And uh, if you could add anything at all, Kevin, I think you should come to painless pivots to power. I think you're right. I think <laughs> I, should. I, say I, really that, I couldn't I say agree that more. Reluctant. <laughs> <laughs> I say that reluctantly, like, uh, you know, a, a chastised schoolboy. but yeah, I think you're probably right. AllisonRoberts.com. Go there. Allison, thank you so much for being here. And remember, everybody, be kind to one another because each other's all we got. We'll see you next time.